Welcome to Power Up, a podcast show hosted by Maurizio Di Paolo Emilio that brings life to some of the stories on Power Electronics technologies and products featured on PowerElectronicsNews.com and through other as Pencore Media publications. In this show, you'll hear both engineers and executives discuss news, challenges, and opportunities for power electronics in markets such as automotive, industrial, and consumer. Here is your host, Editor-in-Chief of PowerElectronicsNews.com and EEWeb.com, Maurizio Di Paolo Emilia. Hello everyone and welcome to this new episode of Power Up. Today we will talk about gallium nitride uh, or GAN technology. Power conversion systems are at the heart of every electronic uh, device from home appliances, laptops to data centers, but also electric vehicles. As silicon-based MOSFETs and power devices approach their physical limits, power engineers have begun to turn to gallium nitride to boost performance and reduce the overall solution sites. In order to achieve a small form factor and a higher efficiency, more and more power supply designers are using GAN-based transistors rather than silicon-based devices. In this podcast with Thierry Boucher, CEO of WISE Integration, we will discover the advantages of GAN for power conversion solutions. WISE Integration, a spin-off from CEA Leti, is a company that develops GAN-integrated solutions from TSMC to mineralize power supplies and improve energy efficiency. Let's talk with Thierry. Hi Thierry, so thanks Hi. a lot for, for joining us. Thanks a lot for, for coming at Power Up Podcast. How are you? Fine. Fine, Maurizio, and you? I'm fine, thank you. So today we will talk about uh, gallium nitride. So uh, we will discover with you the advantages of uh, of GAN for power conversion uh, solutions. So, but before that, tell us more about you. Please introduce yourself and your company. Yes, thank you, Maurizio. So I'm Thierry Boucher, the CEO of uh, Wise Integration. So Wise Integration is a spin-off from uh, CLAT, uh, founded in uh, 2020. And uh, we are a fabless company, so we develop uh, GAN power devices uh, uh, using uh, TSMC uh, Foundry uh, 650 volts technology, and we also um, provide a disruptive approach uh, for uh, digital control to um, optimize, to maximize the benefits of GAN power devices uh, with a microcontrollers. So, uh, gallium nitride, GAN uh, technology, as a, as a material, GAN ap- appears to, to have significant inbuilt advantages over silicon for many power applications. So, it's not new and has been uh, around in the market for, for many years, yet it seems a natural technology for almost anything that touches the analog world, especially as, uh, as uh, I mentioned, in power, in power supply supplies. So why has it not penetrated the market as much as you would expect given uh, its advantages? So, and where is uh, again winning business now? Yes, thank you for the question. Uh, uh, correct. So today, um, I think it was uh, as uh, always uh, when you have a new technology that is introduced and mainly for in the semiconductor industry, it takes times. 
If you are looking for the silicon carbide penetration market, the market, um, it's, it's, it's always a, a 10 years of uh, working times to, um, qualify and to robust uh, the technology and for GAN, it's um, not the same story because it's easier uh, to manage GAN at technology level as it's a CMOS compatible technology, but uh, it, it's always take time uh, to um, um, qualify and to reach the good level of, uh, of uh, maturity. And so, um, uh, in fact, it takes more time than uh, was it, it was expected, um, mainly to reach uh, to put the technology at a mass production level. Today, it's not the case. It's still in qualification, in um, ramp-up stage for uh, many uh, f foundries that provide uh, GAN solutions. And so it's, um, it, it means that we need to make some um, uh, product qualification uh, to um, uh, give to the customers a good level of maturity. And, and so this takes time. So this is why we, there is a lot of evangelization on the market uh, now since uh, four to five years to explain the benefit of the technology, uh, to explain that it's a, a robust technology also. So today, today GAN penetrates uh, by the consumer market um, because it's uh, the best way to demonstrate the um, capability of GAN to uh, as a mass production technology. And it's also easier uh, in terms of... Um, um, product qualification uh, to start with the consumer market. Okay, so in terms of, uh, I mean, uh, challenges for for GAN for GAN uh, technology, uh, you mentioned also some some markets. So, what uh, major challenges uh, there are for for GAN GAN uh, technology? For example, is there an issue of some technology limitations in terms of GAN? Yes. Um, so GAN technology is, uh, is is done on a CMOS uh, compatible process, uh, but you only have the NMOS available uh, function. So it's not possible to make uh, complex logical function as on uh, as uh, we can do on silicon. And um, so this means that it's not so easy to make integration uh, using GAN as it it could be with silicon. And so this is a limitation because uh, uh, GAN is expected um, to challenge the silicon on uh, the medium voltage. And the uh, uh, key advantage of the GAN is the uh, uh, is that it's a lateral devices. So you can make uh, monolithic integration, uh, integrating drivers, protections, and also uh, uh, many power transistors in the same die. And today it's limited due to the fact that we have the NMOS only available. We don't have the PMOS uh, function, so it's not possible to make a, a complete uh, CMOS uh, device as we can do uh, with uh, silicon. So, can um, can is uh, is uh, mainly used in uh, I mean DC DC converters um, for onboard power supply in uh, electric vehicles, uh, for example, but also in other uh, power supplies as market. Uh, so, GAN uh, increases efficiency and reduces uh, size, 
also especially in uh, in the 48 volt uh, bus systems which i mean in uh, automotive in particular uh, are uh, increasing being used uh, so there are uh, several uh, a couple of gan device concepts uh, can you tell me your considerations and can you tell me which is is uh, your direction in the development Okay, so um, in fact, uh, we, you, you can use GAN uh, mainly for uh, all applications that are connected to the grids, so near the 230 volts or, or 110, uh, because it's, a, it's the best configuration to use GAN uh, regarding the uh, GAN intrinsic material capability. Um, but it's also interesting at low voltage uh, for DCTC application, and so you're right for uh, automotive application for uh, lidar. It's it's already interesting, but uh, I think it's it's less uh, interesting because the capability of the material is 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 not uh, really uh, much better than the silicon. Uh, the only thing you can um, um, Manage and you can uh, have it's the uh, high switching uh, capability of the GAN that can improve uh, the uh, performance at low voltage uh, when you use uh, systems that uh, are working at high frequency. And so, uh, wise integration is mainly focused on the 650 volt technology. So, for all the AC to DC uh, applications, so mainly power supply. Uh, because it's uh, it's uh, the it's 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 uh, what we think it's the best uh, uh, place for uh, uh, GAN to to maximize the advantage at system level. Um, so uh, the advantage for the customer are also for sure the size reduction, the improvement of the power density, the um, also uh, the. Uh, capability to improve also the bill of material because um, today GAN is a challenge is a is a good challenger for silicon in terms of uh, cost. And we, in, it will be in the next near future uh, we can estimate that it could be uh, also cheaper. And um, as you reduce the number of uh, um, device uh, inside passive device inside the system. Uh, increasing the frequency, you can imagine, uh, you, you can target that you can reduce the bill of material of system. And so this is really the, the, the case when you are working with uh, AC to DC converter. It's less the case for DC to DC function that are very uh, specific and uh, already challenging versus silicon. The next generation of power devices must incorporate technologies that meet performance, efficiency and value requirements and GAN, as you mentioned, has emerged as the main component. However, when evaluating GAN solutions, the question emerges as to what the best solution is for that applications, for example, GAN on silicon, GAN on silicon carbide or GAN on GAN. In this case, we are talking about uh, vertical GAN. The default substrate for GAN is silicon or silicon carbide. For silicon carbide, there are many applications in the RF field, as you know. In GAN on GAN, I see in comparison with others that silicon carbide is much more thermally conductive than GAN. What do you think? What are the challenges and the direction of the technology in this regard? 
So in fact, um, my opinion is that uh, Ganon Silicon is the best uh, solution in terms of uh, uh, cost effective uh, to drive uh, the, the mass market for uh, power application in the range of uh, um, few few watts up to few kilowatts, and in the range of uh, 100 volts up to uh, 600 volts in terms of uh, voltage capability for power electronic. Um, the GAN and GAN um, substrate, it's uh, for me, it's uh, the same uh, approach than the uh, standard uh, power devices and the, than the silicon carbide. And so I do not see really, in fact, the uh, main uh, advantage you have to use a vertical GAN versus silicon carbide as the silicon carbide already penetrates uh, the market uh, since now uh, many years for high power application. So in my mind, if you want to replace uh, a vertical uh, a solution like silicon carbide but by another material that has the same configuration in terms of substrate and so in terms of device, uh, you need to to prove uh, uh, strong benefits and uh, more than 30% to uh, disrupt and to change the technology. So for me today, it's not clear that GAN on GAN will uh, make a, a real difference versus the silicon carbide devices. Yeah, but I mean, th- there are a lot of R&D projects in terms of GAN on GAN. So I mean that this is just from academia level. Yes. Again, again, I guess. Okay. Yes, correct. Agree with you, uh, uh, Mauricio. Maybe after we can observe some uh, main differentiation, but, but if we are, have a look at the intrinsic capability of the material, I don't see any uh, ma- many difference uh, between the GAN and GAN versus the silicon carbide. So it could be inter- uh, maybe the cost uh, that could make the game changers. But I, I'm not sure um, today it's, uh, it's, it's maybe too, a little bit to, uh, too early to uh, make any uh, conclusion on, uh, on, on this. Oh, you mean if we need to use GAN on GAN, we can use silicon carbide? Yes, my, it's, my, in, 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 it's my opinion today. I, I don't, um, yes. Good. So, uh, thank you, Terry. So, just my last uh, question, my last comment. So, looking into the future, so uh, tell me what's, uh, what do you see as future areas where it is expected to, to dominate again? I mean, to compare with, uh, so compared with the silicon and silicon carbide, maybe they will coexist uh, in several uh, markets. Uh, so, in, in other ways, how do you see it again for the next year? So what are the other wideband gap materials to compare with, uh, with GAN? Uh, yes, so I think that um, my opinion is that GAN and silicon will uh, really uh, continue to grow uh, quickly and will be, um, I'm, I'm sure, the, we will win the battlefield uh, on the middle range of power. Uh, mainly for all applications connected to the grid uh, uh, at 650 volts. Uh, why? Because in terms of cost, firstly, because the uh, market is cost-driven. Uh, we talk about the penetration for for the GAN on the consumer market. Now the, the GAN will continue to progress uh, uh, on the um, e-mobility. 
so uh, and uh, in the, the market of uh, telecom and industry so i'm 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 quite sure that the main uh, um, players in the near futures uh, for power ap electronic application on the mass market uh, will be will be uh, Again, and mostly again on silicon, because there is still some uh, technology improvement to do. Um, in my opinion that today we are at the middle step of the development. It means that we can reach again some high uh, uh, um, technology uh, improvement in terms of uh, power density and in terms of cost reduction, because the epitaxy will still. Uh, be improved uh, in Pitaxi, I mean GAN and silicon, and and, and also uh, everybody know that uh, it's a CMOS compatible. So it means that we can have easily a, a high, a strong deployment of the technology everywhere in the world to be a mass market solution. Um, and so uh, I'm, I'm also convinced that for the silicon carbide, it will be located at high high power. Uh, I mean, for sure, uh, upper 1,000, 1,200. It's difficult for GAN today to penetrate this market due to the epitaxy limitation. And there is today too much stress on the, on the epitaxy to make it really uh, efficient and uh, mature to, to, to be, uh, to, to go on the industrial step. So silicon carbide and also silicon carbide demonstrates reliability and already penetrate automotive markets. So there is still an industry that is strong enough to, to continue, but for high power application. And after, if we are looking for the future, I think that uh, yeah, there is also, we continue to, to go on, on more and more uh, power density improvement. So the next step of material could be the diamond. Uh, which already have demonstrated some uh, very high uh, perf uh, perf intrinsic performance and there is still some uh, uh, demonstration has been done at uh, very uh, on a very small substrate less than uh, one inch uh, but yes for the for the future i mean it's, uh, it's it it will be always the materials that we give some new opportunity uh, of um, of semiconductor uh, uh, new introduction for power electronics. Okay, thanks a lot, uh, Thierry, for for having you in this uh, podcast. It's been a pleasure to have you and to know more about Ken. Thanks a lot. Thank you very much, Mauricio. Thank you, Thierry. So it's easier to manage uh, GAN as uh, it's a CMOS compatible technology, but need time to qualify and to reach a good level of uh, maturity. According to Thierry, it's not possible to make complex logical functions as we can do on silicon. And so this means that it's, uh, it's not uh, so easy to make integration using uh, GAN as it could be with silicon. And the key advantage of the GAN is that it's a lateral devices. The advantage uh, for the customer also in terms of uh, size reduc uh, reduction, the improvement of the power density, uh, also the capability to improve all sorts of bill of material because today GAN is a good opportunity in terms of cost. According to Thierry, GAN on silicon is the best solution in terms of cost effective to drive mass market up to a few kilowatts and in the range of 100 volt up to 600 volts in terms of voltage capability for power electronics. For Thierry, the battle between uh, silicon, silicon carbide uh, and GAN uh, is on the middle range of power. 
uh, I mean, would be mainly for all application, about uh, 650 volts. That brings us to the end of this episode. Stay tuned with more news and technical aspects about power electronics. If you are listening to this uh, on the podcast page at etimes.com or powerelectronicsnews.com, links to articles on topics we have discussed are shown in this page. Power Up is brought to you by Aspencore Media, the host is Maurizio Di Paolo Emilio, and the producer is James Eid. Thank you everyone for listening. See you next episode. Stay tuned.